You got your coffee? I got my coffee. You got your coffee? Oh my god, I, I've got my coffee. <laughs> you needed your coffee. I really needed my coffee. Uh, Hold no. on, I'm going to take a drink. Mm. That makes two of us. Oh, it's still hot. Yeah. I'm not used to that anymore. <laughs> oh, it's true. You don't get more. <laughs> you don't get hot coffee anymore, do you? <laughs> not even a little bit. No, you know. Eventually, when you get to your coffee, it's three hours later, and it's cold, and the milk's curdled, and it's just. Oh, and what you are drink you putting it in your coffee that your milk curdles. And, and you drink it anyway. <laughs> well, a I don't have milk in my coffee most of the time. Oh. You just save that up for your afternoon coffees. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. No, just when James is looking. Uh, oh, okay. That's why. He likes why. to tell me off for black coffees. He thinks it's bad for you or some shit. Right. Uh -huh. He doesn't know. <sighs> just anything? No. You, At all? Yeah, no. You need, I mean, black coffee. How can black coffee be bad for anybody? I think he, he goes on the theory that it's, like, harsh on your stomach. It's coffee. I know, right? Oh, that child. I mean, I love him, but really. <laughs> Nobody in their right damn mind says coffee's bad for you on Don't any worry, level in any way. Because he doesn't listen. Good. <laughs> and if he does listen, James, you're an idiot. Quit. Coffee's oh, good. Dear me. Coffee's good. Coffee good. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee good. Telling off your wife bad. bad. There you go. That, that's the part I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> so, welcome to episode 13. We've we, gone with a theme today, haven't we? We have. We've gone all themey. All themey on you. We're, pay, we're, we're paying homage <laughs> to the number. Homage. Homage <laughs> to the number 13 in all of its glory. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it. I'm done with the bad French accents for uh, today. You guys missed before we started recording. We had a... Full what, like twenty minute conversation, just using our very worst, most disgusting sounding French accents, and, and we and we really do mean our very worst. <laughs> oh yes, uh, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> the table wiping was awful, very awful, <laughs> awful. Wait, no, I can't do it anymore. It's gone. I've it's lost gone. it. You've lost it's it. Gone. You've the had, moment's passed. <laughs> you've had your coffee. It's over. <laughs> It was a symptom of my undercaffeination. Exactly. It is all just a momentary madness. Bad, bad French accents are a symptom of undercaffeination. It's one of the many underappreciated symptoms of undercaffeination. The more you know. Exactly. We're here for you. I need like you. one of those um, PBS bulletins that comes across. <laughs> you know the one with the rainbow and the star? Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, more yeah. you know. Yes, exactly. that's it. I need a personal one of those. You do. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that on the t-shirt with the glorious terror of the Tasman. So I, I really need that drawing, I know, guys. I know, you really do need that, and you really <laughs> Just do. Just for my ego, if nothing else. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Work um, with me. Just before we get started, I know that we're a few minutes in and we haven't yet gotten there. Um, did you did you listen to um, Hardly Paranormal? Oh my god, yes, I did. Oh, those people, I love these people. They were so nice. They were so nice. Oh I god. sent you the most excited message ever. I was <laughs> oh like, this could be the first time anyone has ever called you this. You need to listen. You guys, they called my mother wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I love it. I She's, was so... She is clinging hard to this. The number of times that 
<laughs> Joycey over here has reminded me that she is that wholesome. I am wholesome. I I have been pronounced wholesome. I I, I don't know what they were drinking when they said that, but I, I but need for like everybody it. else to You're have the same thing. It. Absolutely. <laughs> Just when we do our sign-offs at the end, can you say from wholesome Joyce? <laughs> This is all the shit I know (laughs) from her wholesomeness rather than her holiness. (laughs) Are you going to kiss my ring when I do that? No, 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 no. no. That takes all the fun out of it, man. You you guys have started something. (laughs) If I don't get any power out of this. And you may regret it. Oh, I'm pretty sure you're going to regret it. I already regret it. You should I should have just be, lied to you and been like, no, they never played our promo. Yeah. They never talked about us. Except for when I listened to their <laughs> Except podcast. Except when you listen. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm banking on you being behind me. Uh, and <laughs> I don't still, think that you are. And <laughs> still, I would have caught up, and you would still have been busted. I know. I know. Uh, Eventually, yeah. you were going to find out. Yes, that you had lied. You lying liar, pants on fire person. Yes. So I'm not even going to try to deny that. Anyway, <laughs> the number 13. Yes. Triska decophobia. Is that what it is? That's the yes. fear. Fear Except thereof. That when I was Googling mm-hmm. the number 13 and bad shit that's happened with it, uh-huh. I found out that the fear of Friday the 13th has its own. And it's called Frigga Triska decophobia. <laughs> and I was like, can you tr- just <laughs> stick Frigga in front of anything? anything. I, this is my favorite. <laughs> I need a frig of coffee. Frig afraid of no coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Afraid of no coffee phobia. I mean, why not? Oh, God. So what are you talking about? Oh, I I have the the demise of the the Knights Templar. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And what do you have? Um, I'm not going to surprise you or anyone else at all and I'm going to bring the vibes way down. Oh, are you Debbie Downering again? I'm always Debbie Downering, but oh, sh- I'm going to talk about um, the Andy's plane crash. You know the one? The one. Oh, the the oh, the rugby team? Oh, yeah. Or soccer team? Rugby team. Rugby team. Did that happen on the 13th? Mm-hmm. Oh! Tell so me who wants to go tell, first? Tell me go more. First, no, no. No, we need something to bring it up after you've you've plunged us into the depths of okay. despair. Well, like, have you eaten lunch yet? I know you had a little bit of yeah. croissant when we got here, but yeah, I, I, that was my French accent. It was back for a minute, guys. It's okay. It needs to go back where it came <laughs> from. Yes. Do, do, do our rugby team. I'll drink coffee. Maybe that'll settle my rumbly-tumbly thing. You're rumbly and you're tumbly. Yes, I know, because every now and then I can hear it and I'm going, oh, that's not attractive. Wait, was that you before, or was that my neighbor going by on his motorcycle? I think that was my stomach, actually. Oh, shit. I know. Yes. No good will come if of this. If we cut out midway through, it's okay. Yeah. My mother's just exploded. Yeah, just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll carry on without me. Wait, mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, going with our bad things associated with the number 13 theme, I'm talking about the crash of Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571. Otherwise known as the Andes Flight Disaster, or I named it this last night when I was writing my notes, and maybe I shouldn't have, but okay, may have had a gen or three. 
the world's highest altitude buffet. Oh, wow. But it was flight 571? Yeah. Okay, so 5 and 7 is 12 plus 1 is 13. So oh, this shit. thing this thing was doomed from word jump. Shit, son. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, go you mathing I on mathed, the fly. I mathed. Yes. I, okay. I get to quit. No more. I'm, I'm done. not going to be able to confirm if that's right or not because I haven't got you that many fingers and toes free when I'm holding my coffee. You can't math right now, can, can you? I can't math. I haven't had enough coffee. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the flight was a charter by a Uruguayan amateur rugby team. Okay. And it was meant to leave on the 12th. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll get to that. I've, my notes are a little bit all over the show on that part. So that third gen did you in? Oh, it really did. <laughs> Twas the gen what done her in. Twas the gen what done her in. Oh, oh shit! Sorry for everyone's ears just then. I hit my mic stand with my oh, coffee cup. Okay. I was just trying to change hands. It's mm -hmm. a, oh god. I'm off to a stellar <laughs> start right here. You guys, this story though. This is, is thirteen, it, man. Just saying. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance for everything. This story is amazing, though. So, of the 45 people on board, 16 of them survived. Which, like, wow. in any normal plane crash is amazing, as it is. Yeah. But when you take into account what the survivors endured, it's hmm. incredible that any of them made it. So, how long were they actually... Well, you'll get I'm to it. I'm going to get to it. All right. So, the flight actually left... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't see. Curas Curacao? Cur yeah. International Airport in Uruguay, heading to Santiago, Chile, on mm -hmm. October 12th. But they were delayed due to bad weather and had to overnight in Mendoza, Argentina. Uh -huh. Then they were able to depart on the afternoon of the 13th. Oh. See? Here we oh. go. It was Friday the 13th as well. Oh. So... There's your friggin' Triscuit Frigga, frigga flying on the, the Friday the 13th. Not not, not a good thing. Frigga flying anywhere right now, though. Yeah, well, that's true. Just frigga flying. Just, just frigga everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. They departed on the afternoon of the 13th, carrying 19 members of the team. Mm -hmm. um, some family members and a few friends. So, like, they had their, like, supporters around them. Okay. Yeah. Um, due to the fact that the twin-engined Fairchild turboprop was not designed to fly at altitudes higher than, this is so much more technical than I know, but it wasn't designed to fly at altitudes higher than 22,000 feet. So the pilot chartered a course that wasn't exactly direct. Okay, yeah, I mean, 22, and you're in the Andes, so that's probably not going to work out well. No. Right. Um, so I mean, I, I'm not very mathy, Basically, <laughs> in order to go in one straight direction, they'd have to fly south to the pass of Planchon in order to clear the Andes. I really apologize for any of my pronunciations. You guys have already heard my French accent. You know it's not going to go well. <laughs> um, clearly, though, that plan didn't work. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about this, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm... <laughs> It would not be a thing. Okay. So, the path they took was much longer, and it was like a U-shape rather than a direct straight line. I'm gesturing. Nobody can see it except you, I realize. So, okay, so they flew down. Ooh. Oh, see, now you've I, yeah, done it. Now I've done it trying to figure this out. So they flew down and then back up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So, around right. an hour into the flight, the pilot, who'd made this flight 29 times before, he wasn't new at this, or she, I, I didn't a- And check. they had made that same use, that, that same flight that plan. That same shape. Oh, okay. That many, same. many a time. Okay. They were not a novice. This was not the first rodeo on that then? No. Okay. Um. So, they radioed to let air traffic control know that they were clearing the pass which was a transfer point for air traffic control to hand over from one side of the Andes to the other. Okay. Meaning that all of their communication and clearances were now going to and from Santiago. Okay. Makes sense? All right, so far I'm with you. Okay, good. Um, Normally, after clearing the pass, it's about 11 minutes before the flight turns north. Mm-hmm. However, for whatever reason... um. The pilot radioed Santiago only one minute later, saying that they were turning north. He turned way too fast. Way too soon. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the weather and visibility was still really bad, and the pilot was relying on instruments and, um, this is such bad wording, but instruments and dead reckoning. Oh. It's wow. That was Wikipedia's wording. That was not mine. I'd just like to clarify, <laughs> with no visual confirmation of their location. Wow. But needless to say, they were less than correct. Yeah, I mean, but you would think that you would notice the difference between eleven minutes and one minute. I know. Look, it's I mean, really literally dead reckoning. You should. I mean, dead you, reckoning. You would the figure. The pilot died, so there's no way to know what they so were thinking. So he can't be vindicated or laid. Like, actually no, laid blank except completely. when I one of the accounts that I read so I read quite a few of them but mm-hmm. one of them that I read said that as he was like laying there mm-hmm. he he was saying we've passed the name of this place that mm-hmm. Ch- Chicon or something like that um like he just kept saying we've passed this place we've passed this place over and over so everybody thought that they were in a different place than they were. Oh. And so they thought that where they were going was directly west. I don't think it was. Okay. Um, wow. All right. Yeah, see, so, I never knew exactly how it all happened. I just remember hearing about it happening. Yeah, well, you would have been quite young then. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't have... Yeah, I just, I mean, and I remember reading a, a, some account of it. God, I, I, ages after it happened, though, I'm yeah. sure. A lot of them have written books. Hmm. The survivors and their stories are amazing um the one that i went back to quite a lot is this guy that i'm going to talk about in a little bit so i will wait okay um so anyway radioed one minute later to say they were turning north was weather and visibility were really bad they were wrong after turning Mm. north they communicated to air traffic control that they were ready to begin their descent into santiago which, had they turned when they were meant to, would have been they would have been correct. On. Okay, but however, they were not no, correct. They turned ten minutes early, so they were not correct. Not at all. Okay. Um, the controller, who wasn't aware of their mistake, gave clearance to descend to eleven thousand five hundred feet. Oh, which is quite low. Yeah, but you're in the Andes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's quite low. That's, like, yeah. When I did skydiving, we skydived from higher than that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that high. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Um, 
So according to one survivor, Robert Canessa, who's the guy, Roberto, sorry, Canessa, is the guy that's account I went back to quite mm-hmm. a lot. He's done quite a lot of press around his books and okay. that sort of thing. And he's quite forthcoming with a lot with of the details. The pilot advised the passengers that they were going into some turbulence and to fasten their seatbelts. Mm-hmm. Nobody took this seriously, being a team of 19-year-old yeah. rugby players. Right. They were all, like, just a little bit macho about it, mm-hmm. and they were throwing rugby balls around the cabin. And, like he says, that they were singing songs about the plane dancing a conga. <laughs> Which, oh... Just oh, hits wow. you. Yeah, in, in... Right in the feels. Yeah. Wow. Um, in retrospect, it I'm, was I'm probably... Never. Wow. So, nobody took this seriously until some passengers noticed that the view from their windows, they were shocked to see mountains, uh-huh. and not, like, in a good way. Yeah. Um, it was probably around this time as well that the pilots noticed the mountains <laughs> right in front of them. Probably. They hastily pulled the plane up until it was nearly vertical in a desperate attempt to climb. Oh. The aircraft started shaking violently and eventually stalled. Oh. Um, Roberto recalls gripping his seat as hard as he could. Like, he, like, pulled chunks away from the seat with his bare hands. Mm. He was, like, gripping it so hard and saying an actual Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, he heard people screaming for help and one person screaming, I'm blind. Oh. And when Roberto looked, he could see the boy's brain and metal coming from his stomach. Oh, ow. I know. It's oh. awful. Yuck. I told you I was going to bring it down. Dude. Whew. Sorry, I just had to have a drink of coffee. You are not the Disneyland of podcasts, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is, wow. I know. Oof. So, it gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> As with most of the things I talk about. <laughs> At about 3.30pm, the plane struck on an unnamed mountain, losing both wings before the fuselage essentially went on a sleigh ride down a gully and oh. came to rest on a glacier. Like a really high-speed sleigh ride. Wow. Not the kind you're going to sing a Christmas song yeah, about. Yeah, no, not, not over to Grandma's house we get, yeah. Um, 33 people were alive at this point, though many were critically injured. One passenger, Enrique Platero, supposedly, though I can only find this bit on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Mm, who knows? Yeah. Um, supposedly pulled metal out of his intest out of his abdomen, and out with it came some intestine. Oh, goody! But even though that happened, he immediately began helping others. And if that's true, like that's incredible. Yeah. If if that's something that happened, that's yeah. Yeah, right? Wow. Quite soon after the crash, a search and rescue operation began. However, because the pilot gave the wrong location before losing contact with the air traffic control... Oh, no, they were looking in the wrong place. And to complicate matters, had turned on a wrong heading. Instead of... It's it's written as 030, so 030 degrees. They had turned on 014 degrees. I don't know what any of that means except that they couldn't find them and it was bad. Yeah, except that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I just know that you're not meant to turn in a way that isn't When you're 26 planned. degrees off, it's probably not good. No, yeah. <laughs> 26 degrees of separation. Yeah, exactly, and that, that, yeah, and apparently it did. Wow. Yeah. So rescue efforts, 
they quickly realized that the plane wasn't where, where they thought it would yeah. be. Okay. And so they started focusing on the Andes. And the survivors even saw the planes searching for them. Mm. Like, they could see the planes. They were trying to signal to them. They tried to, like, use lipstick from some of the suitcases to write SOS mm -hmm. on the top of the fuselage, but they realized that they didn't have enough to make it dark enough to be seen. Right. Oh, man. I know. It's a little bit heartbreaking. Um, however, because it was a white plane on white snow, oh. it was never spotted. Yeah. Should make all planes like highlighter pink or something, <laughs> yeah, canary yellow or something. Yeah, yeah. something noticeable, right? Yeah, like what my front door. Yeah, there you go. They should all be that color. That I get in touch with the airline industry. I think. Oh, don't worry, I will. Okay, good girl. In New Zealand, are you listening? Saving I would quite like some sponsorship. <laughs> saving and the world. yellow planes. <laughs> saving the world one yellow airplane at a time. I'm here for you, honey. Uh, there you go. Um, at first... Oh, wait, no. Ha! Just kidding. I skipped ahead. Mm -hmm. So, after eight days, the search was called off. Oh. As it was concluded that there could be no survivors due to the harsh conditions mm. and environment. Horrifically, though, the survivors actually heard this news come over the aircraft's oh. radio. Really? Yeah. They heard the news. And apparently one of them, um, who was listening to the radio at the time, climbed up and he, he was like, good news, boys. And everyone was like, what, what? And he goes, they've called off the search. We're dead. And everyone was like, why the hell is that good news? Like, that's not. And he goes, well, it just means that we're going to get out of here on our own. Oh, God. It's, it's and like... so that, like, whole atmosphere of hope and that insistence uh, on survival is actually what a lot of them say yeah, got them through probably like, that helped so much that positive attitude mm -hmm. um we'd be dead oh we'd be so screwed <laughs> just yeah we would have been lunch yeah when when they when they pronounced that they had, had stopped the search and yeah mm. it would have been yes in fact we are dead yeah yeah we're gone pretty much <laughs> dusters so at first, obviously before they heard all of that, mm -hmm. the survivors thought they would be really quickly rescued. So they kind of went in on the food and the wine that was in the aircraft. Mm -hmm. Like not super, like they rationed it, but it right. didn't last very long. Um, during the first night, the survivors made a shelter out of the fuselage, mm -hmm. clearing deb debris and blocking an open end with anything they could find. Mm -hmm. Five more died that night. From their injuries. Wow. Yep. The group went about setting things up just for basic survival. Right. So they did things like, sorry about my page turning, mm. it's really loud. Mm. They did things like they used a sheet of metal, um, like a solar collector to melt snow for drinking water. Oh, okay. Well, they used seat cushions for snowshoes. They made hammocks for people with broken bones. They used the wool from the seat covers for warmth. Hey, they uh, were pretty. I was gonna say like, they made sunglasses so that they didn't go snowblind. Snowblind is that what yeah, it's that, called? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, but yeah, they really boy scouted that up. Didn't oh they? yeah, they get like their own special. Oh yeah. Patch. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but the food did quickly run out. On the tenth day after the crash, the survivors held an assembly, mm -hmm. where Roberto Canessa who was a medical student, mm -hmm. explained to the others that they had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. They were at high altitude where their bodies needed more fuel. Mm -hmm. um, 
and they needed protein and fat. Mm-hmm. They agonized over the call especially um like in a spiritual way because uh, yeah you know they were all catholic very um there was like a lot of talk of praying and you know trying to get permission from god yeah. and that sort of thing um but essentially they realized that they had no other choice but to eat the remains of their family and friends oh wow um now, Canessa here is very careful to explain that what they did is not cannibalism. Okay. Um, so, cannibalism is when you kill someone to consume them. Mm, okay. What they did is anthropophagy. Okay. I hope I said that right. Um, he explains that he felt like the intellectual part of you knows it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But actually doing it was really hard. Oh, um, wow. And the group all made a joint decision Uh that if any of them died, their bodies would be used in this way to sustain life for others. Oh, man. How hard must that be? I wouldn't, yeah. Side note, if we were ever in a situation like that, would you eat someone? You know, honestly, I, I can't say that I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, if it came right down to it, and that was the only way to survive, and I knew I had to survive for whatever reason. Just for survival? Well, I mean, you know. But, I mean, it's that... I mean, you're talking about somebody who's already died. Like, yeah, I mean, it's you. Yeah, well... <laughs> you would cannibalize me, let's be honest. <laughs> we might not even have to be in one of these situations. Right, exactly. This, no. this, this might not even require that kind of situation. <laughs> like, I, I know. I'm vegetarian, right? Like, I really don't get down with the whole eating anything that's got eyes thing. I know, but. But, in this situation. Yeah, I mean... I can't say that I wouldn't do it. Exactly. I mean, you know, and it would be awfully hard to put your judgy pants on and say, oh, how could they? Look, my judgy pants yeah. are like yoga pants. They are anytime wear. Mm-hmm. Well, they need I to be... I will they need to wear be really my judgy st- pants no matter what. They need to be really stretchy. But in this case... <laughs> in this case, my judgy pants might just judge anyone who says no. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... <laughs> the hell you wouldn't eat, your friends. <laughs> you know? Ooh. Well. Um, yeah, so they did everything they could to avoid this, really. Mm-hmm. Um, one survivor nursed a single chocolate-covered peanut for three days. One peanut. Yeah. One. One. For three days. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) They even tried eating the cotton and leather from the plane seats, but that actually just made them sick. So once the decision was made, Roberto used broken glass from the windscreen to make the first cut. He was the one that was called on to do it because he was a medical student. He was a medical student, so yeah. I mean, at least have somebody who has some clue what they're doing. Exactly. Um, Everyone got a small sliver of meat. Some couldn't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, apparently they set it all out, and eventually when people were ready, they came to it and did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no, like, you must eat. Right. Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> and, my tea. and here's some Chianti to go with it. <laughs> that's just awful. It's so gross. Oh, God, that's so awful. Oh, you... Get um, up. 
<laughs> no, the coffee cup. I just took your coffee. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Let me have one quick drink because I can't reach the plunger. Well, I can't either. I'm sorry for your luck. Oh, you're evil. Um, so on October 29th, things got worse. When an avalanche buried the fuselage, causing eight more deaths. Oh, dear Now, God. the survivors were trapped inside the fuselage in the avalanche. They couldn't get out. Oh. Like, for days. God. And they were trapped with their newly dead friends. Oh, no. Who they then had to... Like, before that, they'd been eating people who'd been, you know... Yeah. Dead for a while and just preserved because it was fucking because freezing. Because it was a freezer, yes. Um, oh, but wow. now they were having to eat people who were, like, basically still warm. Oh, yikes. Which is... Oh, just what they had to do. God. Oh. That I don't know if I could do. Like, if you were dead and cold and had been frozen Mercy Brown style, I could potentially have a little bit of mum jerky. But <laughs> if you were, like, no. still steaming, no. it might be a little bit different. Oh, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. God, um, oh, so plant-based protein is looking better and better every day. <laughs> you make fun of me for my hemp burgers, I'm but just, they are delicious. I, right now, I think I would take hemp in any form. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're having a referendum at the next election. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. <laughs> I know which oh, way I'm voting. Oh, please. So, this whole time they'd been trying to find a way out. And then finally, on December 12th, three survivors, including old mate Robertshire, mm -hmm. finally set out. Once they decided on a direction to go, so they had to, like, climb a bit and then survey the land around them, decide on a direction to go, and then they sent one person down to say, hey, they're going that way. So how and did two they, of them then went. Did Roberto say how they, they chose a direction to go? I mean, I think they just looked around and went, that'll do. That looks interesting. I mean, like that looks like it's got the easiest path to potential oh, okay. civilization, so, maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, I just wondered if if there was. And I think if they, they were used still anything for directionality onto that Santiago is west. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. But how the hell would you tell east west anything? I mean, it's all mountains and snow and. Yeah, but you use the sun. Yeah, but like no matter where you are, it's going to rise in the east, set okay, in the west. Okay, but can you always see the sun when it's that foggy and gray? But you know, that dense. They had a lot of sun because no they visibility. were using metal as a solar collector. Well, and drying meat in the sun. Oh, so they must. Yeah, so there must have been. They were enough. drying Glenn in the sun. <laughs> Glenn for my tea. Oh yeah. Lord, that'll teach him turn it off and turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> tell me that again, Glenn. <laughs> Go on, my Oh, how horrible we are. Um, oh, okay. So they, they sent a guy see, back See, that's down. why they call you wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, Glenn, try it. You're like, oh, that's horrible. Well, it is. Come on. There's not enough room in our jacuzzi sweet in hell for all the people who are going to be there. <laughs> God. Look, if we're going to hell, it's going to be a party. No. It's fine. There's going to be so much gin. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay. Um, yes. So the two of them who mm -hmm. continued mm -hmm. went on. On day six of walking, 
they finally came out of the snow. And Roberto said that that was one of the most impactful moments for him. Oh. When he came out of the snow and there was grass and water. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, my God, we are going to live. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about kissing the ground now. Yeah. That's, oh. On day nine, I think it was, they came across some men across the river from them. Mm -hmm. They tried to get their attention, but the river was really loud. Uh Uh-huh. And so they couldn't hear each other. And the men were like, well, come back tomorrow. And so they waited. And the men did. They came back. Because, I mean, they would have been desperate. But that had to be the longest friggin' 24 hours of your entire life. I know. You'd be like, do we sit here? Or do we just... Do do we sit here and hope that they actually do come back? Oh, Um, my God. So they scribbled a note and -hmm. attached it to a rock. And Mm -hmm. when the men returned, they biffed this rock (laughs) across the river for the men to read. And the Uh. rock basically said we're survivors from a plane crash please help help, <laughs> help. <Yeah>. oh help <laughs> um and the men at first were like wait what what plane <laughs> and crash and then they remembered that months later or months before i mean there had been a plane crash oh my god and so they rode off on horseback for 10 hours to go and get them help oh so on december 22nd Two helicopters were sent in and flew six survivors to safety. Um, The weather closed in, and so the remaining eight were left there overnight Mm -hmm. and were picked up the next day. Um, Obviously, the media went into an absolute frenzy, like it may have been the 70s, but they still know a good story. Oh, yeah. Well, and this would have been the happy Christmas story of Uh all time at that point. A thousand percent it would have been. I mean, you... Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so from October 13th to December 22nd. Wow. Yeah. Um, there was some backlash in the media, you know, about the eating people thing. <sighs> some people like Glenn from IT. Well, yeah, the people <laughs> who had to eat part of him to stay alive liked him too. Yeah. He helped him stay um, alive. Jeez. But the survivors likened it to the Last Supper, <sighs> which... You know, where Jesus yeah. gave people bread and was like, here's my body. Eat oh, it. that whole body and blood thing. Yeah, yeah gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, which swayed public opinion. <laughs> oh, so they pulled the whole transubstantiation <laughs> yeah. out of their back pocket. And yeah, yeah. Suddenly they, it was okay. <laughs> but they did. Like, they, they were like, look, we, we prayed on this. We asked our God for help, mm. and this is what we came up with. Yeah, I mean. And, um... The other thing is that Roberto made sure that the main thing that he wanted to do was to visit the families yeah. of I was gonna ask, the people did he? who didn't yeah. make it. Right. And he went in and he told them what mm-hmm. had happened. And he said that none of them were upset about it. Oh, well, that's they were all So the families were all gracious about Accepting and, yeah, gracious is probably the best word. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, you've already lost a family member. And to know that that family member's loss at least kept someone kept else's. other people alive. Yeah, because so if these people hadn't lived, these families never would never have known would, what No, happened. they would have never known what happened. I oh. read um, one account from a backpacker magazine about mm. a guy who was tracing the mm. footsteps uh-huh. Of oh, where and they went, went down. to the oh. the little valley type of place mm-hmm. where they were. And he said it's so remote. 
so few people can go there. How the hell they even survived it and and made it out of there to that river? It's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. Like just the sheer willpower that they had. Yeah. And this group of survivors still get together they, every year. Yeah. And they travel back to where they spent, you know, a few months of their life. Wow. Um and they, you know, pay homage to their Yeah. friends and family. Yeah. Yeah, so note to and self, unless you you're... make sure that their helicopters are powered up, up ready to go. go. Yeah. They'll have survival beacons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're flying in South America, make sure it's on a canary yellow plane and don't fly on Friday the 13th. Ever. Okay. And make sure that your flight number doesn't add up to the number 13, assuming that you can add better than I can. <laughs> assuming you have your pocket calculator with you. Yeah. Oh Everybody has God. a calculator now, Mother. It's called a phone. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the we fancy. all have calculators. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my age is showing again. Do you know, though, I was in a meeting recently where um, one of the older uh-huh. people at the meeting goes, oh, we can figure out that number now. If it, does anybody have a calculator? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> and one of the younger people that was there looked at him and goes, Literally everyone has a calculator on their phone. <laughs> oh, did so? Please tell me that the older person reached over and slapped him. No, no. They just went, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> that that little snot needed slapped. No, no that's no. mean. Reminding us that we're old and decrepit. <laughs> Mother, I remind you of that all the time. I, and you still need slapped all the time. Well, it's just I'm too chicken it to do it. On how you do it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> killing me kid you're killing me <laughs> oh god i still oh. can't get over the wholesome thing that uh, makes me so funny. It makes i love me it laugh too oh god they oh, god oh, they oh. made my day yeah <laughs> oh my lord part of me was like wait wholesome but i had to explain to you what a flashlight is after one <laughs> episode know. well this would be why i'm the donna reed wholesome that's me the bringer of wholesomeness yeah. Okay, not. Right. God, quit looking Nobody at me. Nobody like, else can see the face I'm giving I, you right now. But yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think I'm melting. Don't it do communicates. that. <laughs> Volumes. Volumes. <laughs> it does. Just and, very quiet. And, and none of those volumes are nice either. No, they're not nice volumes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell me about some people murdering some Knights Templar? Oh, sure. Oh, hold on, I'm just going to hop up and get coffee. Oh, can you would you top mine up please 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 (laughs) you're pretty honey (laughs) (laughs) i need coffee desperately oh my god okay so what we're going to do is a brief history of the knights templar so i'm assuming that you are familiar i mean everyone and their brother has read dan brown or seen the da vinci code treasure with nick cage okay Oh, I gave you most of the last of the coffee. Yes. You are so lucky. You're my you. favorite. I know. Yeah. I'm also your only, but so... You're still my favorite. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, the Da Vinci Code. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I remember reading all of those books back in the early 2000s. When okay. Before people were like, wait, yeah. this isn't literary genius. Mm, no, but it was, you know entertainment of it's like sort. a good beach 
type of read. Yeah, it is. Yes. If you're in 2001. Well, and if you like a beach read that is, you know, a murder mystery sort of strangeness from You had me medieval. a murder. Go on. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> around um, 1118, um, a French knight, Hugo de Payon, haha, see, this is where the bad French accent kicks in. Hugo de Payon. Exactly. And no, you go. And eight of his friends decided, it's kind of like, the, let's start a podcast of the 1200 or 1100s. Uh, <laughs> they created a military order, uh, and they called it the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and the Temple of Solomon. That's a mouthful. It certainly was. And so, anyway, they set up their their headquarters at the t- at the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and they pledged to protect Christian travelers to Jerusalem because, you know, they were just kind that way. Um, yes, and I'm sure the Christian travelers were in such danger. Oh, what well, the crusades, the crusades and, all and all. Yeah, well, yeah, those crusaders had pissed a lot of people off. Um, so the order was given papal approval and a church of endorsement. Course of course of it was. Course. In or around 1129. And then in 1139, Pope Innocent II gives the now named Knights Templar because they were living at the Temple, the Temple. Mount. Right, there you go. Uh, there we go. Okay, That's yes. Nice. So he, he gives them the now Knights Templar. They have special rights and they get the, including exemption from taxes. Oh, good. Yes. And the only person on the planet that they answered to was the Pope. Okay. No government, no king, no nobody just the Pope. Now, I don't know much about Pope Innocent, but did he live up to his name, or was he... Yeah, he was Pope Innocent II, Pope. and he was no more innocent than the first. So innocent. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you guys are so welcome for that little singing performance. Oh. Everyone has turned off now. I'm so sorry, Mother. That's good. So basically, <laughs> the Knights Templar wind up being like an Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos sort of situation oh, in a white them. cassock. Well, yeah. Fornicate them, actually. Yes, fornicate them. Um, so they set up this, but they, they were genius, evil genius, but they were genius. They set up the first actual international banking system. Okay, cool. Um, so I hate it. I, I, well, I do too, but I'm just saying what they did was truly genius. Today, we don't think anything about it. But at that point in time, if you were traveling to the Holy Land on your pilgrimage to go to Jerusalem because now you could and you wanted to go see the sites, whatever. Um, oh, look, we've all been tourists. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So if you wanted to be a tourist in Jerusalem... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> what you would do is go to the Templar's Temple <laughs> in London. You would deposit money there. They would give you a, a, a chit. They, they would give you shit. Uh, They'd give you their shit. <laughs> yes, they would. They would give you a marker and the, or a token, or and you would take it with you, so that when you got to Jerusalem, you could present it to the bank there or to the temple there, and draw money. So how did they stop somebody who was enterprising sitting outside of the I, temple church in and ripping, London yeah. and just mugging every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes out. I'm guessing that they had the white cassock guys with the uh, big sword standing there going, uh, do you belong here? 
Could have just gone around the corner and waited. <laughs> well, I know, but, but apparently it worked. I mean, and it was successful by all accounts because these jokers made mm-hmm. ass loads of money. Oh. I mean, they were ridiculously wealthy. I want to wealthy. come up with something that can get me enough money to be described as an ass load. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, they, they basically created the first cash points. Okay, cool. So, anyway. so I mean, that is really clever. Yeah, it was. It was very clever. And they made, like I said, ass loads of money. They're pretty smart for a couple of dudes. <laughs> well, but by this time, there's more than nine of them. There's like thousands of them. Oh, okay. And so they are just... They're making money hand over fist. But here's the thing. Okay, it just this, sounds like a pyramid scheme. It, that was my first. That That's pretty much where I went with it. But this this is holy orders that they've taken, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> these guys, they took an oath of poverty. <laughs> okay, yeah. This is where I lose the plot every time. It's like poverty. Sure, 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 sure. You people are lending money to the crown heads of Europe and you took an oath of poverty or a vow of poverty mm. I, the disconnect here is just really bad so they take this they've, they've taken, let's see, it was poverty, chastity and obedience and this is, this is the part I really love they had a code of conduct oh good now, and it is honest to God it's, and it is called <laughs> the Templar rule book Okay. I Please tell me that you have kid you some not. excerpts. Oh, a reading they, from the book of rules. Oh, yes. A reading from the bo- <laughs> book of rules is right. <laughs> they had really, really, really fabulous rules. Okay. Um, one of their rules, this is the one I truly love, is no pointy shoes. Oh. <laughs> no daggers in your shoes. No pointy shoes. <laughs> no shoelaces and no pointy shoes. No pointy shoes. <laughs> I swear to God, I am. I read My it. very Russian ballet teacher <laughs> would have had an issue there. Oh, yeah. It actually is. I mean, it says we prohibit pointed shoes and shoelaces and forbid any brother to wear them, for it is manifest and well known that these abominable things belong to pagans. Oh, <laughs> now I want pointy shoes want more po- than ever. Exactly. I am so buying some pointy shoes. Just telling you. Do you remember you. back in, oh, like around the time I moved here? Uh-huh. Really pointy shoes were uh-huh. super Uh-huh, they were the thing. They were so long, too. They looked like yep. witches' shoes. Made you look like you had feet that were, you know, 18 inches long. And really oddly and, shaped. Yes, really oddly shaped. <laughs> but I'm yeah. going to go back in time mm-hmm. to 2005. And buy a pair of those. I know. Yeah, so you couldn't have pointy shoes, Damn. and you could not kiss a female on the cheek or anything. It, 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 no kissing. What about other dudes? Um, well, you're not supposed to. But, but apparently, they didn't expressly what? prohibit it. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Were but, they woke? Oh no. But wait. But wait. Let's see. Watch out for the ladies. Oh. Um, Watch out for the ladies. Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> one of the things says um, we prohibit and firmly forbid any brother to recount to another brother nor to anyone else the pleasures of the flesh that he has had with so it, he just has to keep his shit to himself with immoral women <laughs> with immoral women but what yeah. about moral women apparently there are no moral women oh well <laughs> yeah apparently there are there really and truly are no moral women there where is probably that? <laughs> amoral right here yeah 
oh, where is that where they were talking about? Here it is. Oh, yeah. If a brother is found guilty of lying with a woman and we hold guilty the brother who is found in a wicked place oh. or in a wicked house or with a wicked woman, not a wicked broom. I mean, I am <laughs> just, you know. Uh, he had a wicked house. <laughs> I know. That's what I <laughs> But he's to be put in irons and he can never again carry the banner or take part in the election of the master. I mean, oh. How horrible would that be? But yeah, it says, uh, yeah, you were not allowed to, let's see. It's a dangerous thing for any any religious to look too much upon the face of a woman. Of woman. For this reason, none of you may presume to kiss a woman, be it a widow, young girl, mother, sister, aunt, or any other. And, oh. and henceforth, the knighthood of Jesus Christ shall have, should avoid at all costs the embraces of women. They were just really scared of the giants. <laughs> they really were, by which men have perished many times. Who knew a kiss couldn't kill? Wow. Who knew? Uh, so that they may remain eternally before the face of God and with a pure conscience. So, women's is bad. I just have no words. <laughs> I know. I was just, I, uh, honestly, if you want a, a good jolly, you <laughs> read the... Uh, it is it is literally called the Knights Templar rule book. <laughs> I so want to Google this right now, but I know what happened last week when I, I know you went into Googling. you went into the Google rabbit you, hole and like never came out. <laughs> you kept talking and my face was just in Google I and I was like, what? What? <laughs> okay, but so, so not a, now you know they can't wear the pointy shoes. Okay, but, but and they, they can't do. look upon the face of no women, women, women bad or wickedness. Yep. yep, women bad. No wicked house. Pointy shoes bad, women bad. Okay. However, <laughs> oh good, there's a but. However, owning a ginormous big S fleet of ships and the Isle of Cyprus is good. That's okay. That's good. With your vow of poverty. With your vow of poverty. Yeah, that, that's all good. Excellent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just... Well, I, you know, just, there's something to be said for being... But um, the fucking hypocrisy of this just did me in. They're just asset rich. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and, and their assets are about to get waxed. Oh, good. <laughs> so, Somebody needs to kill these bastards. Oh, well, yeah, but the bastard responsible needed to be killed, too. So, oh, you know, God. there's a lot of people what need to be... Can we just agree that women should have... Should ruled? rule the world? Yes, we can. Right, from the start. Yes, that's that's the premise of this whole, whole thing. It's um, the premise of my entire, like, life philosophy. Your existence, yes. A matriarchal <laughs> society yes. would be so much um, better. So, their collection of all of these assets <laughs> is basically what brings about the giving Friday the 13th such a bad rep in this story. I was wondering where 13 was coming Because in. this is the beginning of the end of the Templars. Oh, in, good. in 1303, <gasps> again with the 13s, the Templars basically lose their foothold in Muslims, uh, the Muslim world. And this is just after the fall of Acre. And I think it's, yeah, it's 1291. And so they have to begin to pull back and pull out of the Middle East. So they finally retreat all the way back to Paris. And they retreat to their stronghold there. Well, <clears throat> pardon, the unfortunate part of this is, of course, I told you they'd been lending money all over to the crown heads of Europe. Yeah. Well, okay, Philip IV was one of those crown heads. Okay. 
Philip didn't want to pay the money back. Philip had borrowed ridiculous sums of money in his wars with England, and okay. he just really wasn't just interested. Be bothered. He just figured bankruptcy. Okay, cool. And what's better than than ba- bankruptcy than making the bankers go away, and then yes. you don't have to yes, bother yes, with yes, paperwork. Yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> so apparently they had, you know, they had denied him future loans, and he wasn't paying back what he owed. So I like his style, though. And for a while. Okay, cool. Do I but, not like his? Style? <laughs> you're, you're not going to like his style. Oh, he's shit. he's a jackass of epic proportions. They all are. Yes, um, but he jackass read really well. So <laughs> Friday, October thirteen. Thirteen October thirteen. Yes, thirteen oh seven. Even synchronicity. I'm just saying, it all comes around, baby. Um, <laughs> somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred and twenty Knights Templar are rounded up at dawn. Okay. The French troops just come busting into Paris, and they nab more than 600 Knights Templar in Paris. Now, no one knows how many actually got were slaughtered, okay. but these are the ones that were arrested oh. <laughs> and actually taken into the dungeons was in excess of 600. So they killed more. So God only knows how many they killed because there were, I mean, there were thousands of Templars and they had all come back to Paris. <gasps> They were all there. So they were all, yeah, pretty much. Some of them, I think, may have been scattered around in other places, but the majority were right there at the main temple in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they managed to arrest over 600 of them. That's so, amazing. <laughs> they hauled them all in, including the Grand Master Jacques Millet. And Can we just agree that that name, the Grand Master, is really <laughs> is problematic? That, that's, yes, thank you. Problematical, even. <laughs> oh, Rick Earls. Yeah. Yeah, it is problematical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it, these guys are tortured, beaten, threatened until, and they confess, literally. I, I Some of the confessions, they go for everything from devil worship to homosexuality. I mean, they didn't, they... I mean, one look at that rule book could have confirmed all of those things. All of the above, exactly. It does not take a genius. No, it does not. But these guys, some of the tortures that were enacted upon them, one of the the ones that I just knew you would get a jolly out of. Oh, God. I mean, since you can't have pointy shoes, (laughs) the other thing, if you confess, they'll pour... Fat of melted fat over your feet and hold your feet in the fire. <laughs> oh, ow, ow! That's ow. one way to make you confess to it. Yeah, I mean, brother, I will confess whatever you want Jesus. me to be guilty of. I'm there. Oh, yeah. My feet hurt thinking Just about thinking that. about exactly, and and the order was worried about pointy shoes. Seriously, Philip just raised the bar on that. Yeah. So, anyway, did he wear pointy shoes? Uh, he did all the way up until. He got his own back. Oh, good. Um, Please tell me you're going to tell me about that. Oh, well, I'm just, yeah. But the, so the Templars basically are dissipating. I'll get to to what happens to to Philip here in just a sec. I'm winding it up, I promise. Okay, so Templars are dissolved in 1312. All their assets are seized and redistributed. Pretty much between Philip and Edward the Second of England. (laughs) Okay, cool. And I think one of the other orders got a little bit of bucks, but Philip was terribly disappointed because the whole purpose of this was to get the great Templar treasure that was supposed to have been hidden (laughs) in their temple. 
subject of every every novel. Thank you. But all the Nick Cage movies. Yes, but apparently there was nothing there. <laughs> it was all gone. So he just was able to raid so the. What exactly is the Knight Templar treasure? They, supposedly, it is a hoard that they of of silver, gold, and uh, relics specifically that they took from uh, Solomon's uh, temple in Jerusalem that they supposedly dug up and, and ex, ex, excavated I can talk if I take my time um, <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes but supposedly they, they stole all of this in the okay. name of the church and it, it's it's holy relics it, it was gold, silver you know, supposed to be this fabulous treasure trove and that's what supposedly Philip was after in order to sell that off and pay his debts okay well he wasn't able to lay hands on the physical actual money and jewels and things so he i guess sold off their palaces sold off their lands that they had because not the island of cyprus i am guessing that he rented cyprus out to somebody uh, <laughs> not my island i know your island but so here's here's the note of benny that i did make that i had to remember to tell you okay when when jacques de Molay, he's he's been imprisoned for I think he was in prison seven years, and he had confessed finally, and then he recanted his confession. And so Philip's pissed off now, and he was like, "Okay, never mind. I'm just burning your ass at the stake." So he takes Jacques de Molay and several other higher ups that were still alive um, out to to burn at the pyre in in Paris, and supposedly. Well, actually, not supposedly. There is a record of this. Jacques de Molay is, you know, being lit a fire, and he screams out from the fire that uh, he cursed both King Philip and Pope Clement V, saying that he would see them before God within the year. <gasps> and yes, folks, <laughs> kid you not, Philip dies within the year, and so does Pope Clement. But, so Philip's remains are taken, this is where, I love this bit, this is my favorite. Philip's remains are taken to a convent to be kept safe. Uh-huh. The convent struck by lightning and burns <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> completely wiping Philip's remains off the earth. <laughs> I was oh, like, gosh. yes. I mean, you know, I am not a Knights Templar fan. But I hated the concept of Philip being such a douchebag. <laughs> so I was like, you know, dude, you, you needed to get some of your own back. Yeah. You set Jacques a he'll set you a fire right back. So there is precedent to do with your worry about entering a church and being struck by Yes, the, I'm, this is not a joking matter, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that, that whole asbestos ceiling thing, it's for realsies. <laughs> And this is why the 13th, you need to remember to be careful of what your, your footwear. Yes. Uh, bright yellow planes, right? Bright yellow planes. Okay. Um, exclusively. Exclusively. Um, pointy shoes. Pointy shoes. That way no one will confuse you for a Templar. Maybe just don't cook any bacon or anything just in case you get some fat on your feet. And, and, and then slip into a fire. Yeah, and, and don't get, don't stand near the fire. Um, um, I think we're good. Asbestos roofing. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. a good plan. 
Yeah. <laughs> also, just don't be a dickhead. Well, don't be. Yeah. If you're not a jackass, you don't have to worry about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Simple enough. Seems simple. Yep. Okay. And that's there today's. There we go. <laughs> we solved friggin' triskidophobia. <laughs> we did. And friggin' we need coffee phobia. <laughs> friggin', I gave you all the coffee. I know you did. I love you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're good there. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, is that us? That is us. Oh, and next week we've got episode 14, which means oh, it is... The... It's going to get really hard to count to seven. We've established I can't do this. Yes. But next week is Witchy Woman, and it is you. Oh, that's right. Not, I... not talking about you. Oh, well, no, doing... probably so, that too, but... Oh, yeah, that's right, because I, I have my, my fabulous witch that I never did get to tell you about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Best witch ever next to me. Um, okay. Because I'm a wholesome witch. Oh, God. Just saying. You see what you guys did? Hardly yes. paranormal. See you what see you what started? You, <laughs> you see what I have to live with? You fornicated her yeah. life up. <laughs> Also, you will be starting a new swear word-based religion. <laughs> oh, yes. ASAP. Mm -hmm. I'm working on it. We're working on a cult. Mm -hmm. We have special Kool-Aid. You can all drink it. Yeah. It's fine. It's good for you. <laughs> it definitely won't kill you. It definitely won't kill you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you drink this, I promise. It's just a drill. <laughs> God, eventually, eventually <laughs> we will have to talk about that. I know, but oh, I don't have the, yeah, no, it's too soon. Just it's too, too soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> As though you were there. <laughs> you never know. I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, um, if you like the sound of us, why? <laughs> Um, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. Yes, and Yay. please do rate and review us wherever you can, download, follow, all of that. Um, those reviews are really helpful. Please do leave us one as long as you'll be nice please to be us. Please be nice. Please be nice to us. Um, if anybody feels like doing that drawing... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yes, the terror of the Tasman. Of the yeah, the glorious terror of yeah. the Tasman. <laughs> or um my mother as being super wholesome. <laughs> because am. I'm never gonna hear the end of this from her. No. Um you can email us on Oh Yeah that happened at gmail dot nope, com. Nope. <laughs> No. Nope. <laughs> I knew I kidding. couldn't do it. <laughs> we almost got there, guys. Oh. Okay, <laughs> try again. It's yeah that happened pod at gmail.com. That's the one. Okay. You can also find us on Instagram at yeah that happened pod. Twitter at uh, YTH podcast. Yep, and Facebook at yeah that happened. Yay, <laughs> we did it. Oh, Only well, one minor team. Almost. Tiny <laughs> little hiccup. Well, oh man, I was also gonna say about the email. My plan had been mm -hmm. if you have any jerky recipes. Oh, God. You know, no, too soon. Too truly, soon. Too truly, soon. truly too soon. Actually, too soon. Yeah, really and truly too soon. 
Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, thanks for listening to All, all the, the Worthless Shit We Know. know. I'm going to go get coffee now. Me too. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.